one. Welcome to the Bridge of the Generation podcast. I'm your host, Malak Arif, and today I have a very, very, very special guest. Now, before we even get started, I'm going to need you guys to please like, share, subscribe, and comment down below. It's very important as far as this YouTube algorithm and engagement. So I'm going to give you guys an opportunity in a second to go ahead and do that right now. All right, let's go. Again, I am your host, Malak Arif, and you are watching Bridging the Generation Podcast. Now, today, this guest has been one of my favorite artists the past 15 plus years. Um, he has made leaps and bounds as far as transcending the game, especially on the independent level and now in the business uh, sector. Uh, he's known for uh, classic uh, projects such as Tuskegee, uh, Player as N-I-G-G-A. Um, we talk about the Mac, uh, the Rotten Orange. They just released something uh, literally two weeks ago. And in 2021, he's already dropped three projects alone. Doesn't plan on stopping. And you know, this brother's worked with everybody from Smoke Dizzle, from Propane to Kelly Kalyon to Mickey Fax to Big Crit, DeLorean. I mean, the list goes on and on. He's also the son of one of my favorite Def Jam artists of all time, Warren Juice Jones, known for the hit In the Rain. And, uh, you know, with all that said, man, it's an honor to have this brother on the BTG podcast. And I'm talking about none other than the one only Wookie Jones, a.k.a. Warren Juice Jones II. Let's go. Generation Podcast. I am your host, Malak Arif, and today I have a very, very special guest. Now, you guys may know this brother from, uh, you know, uh, 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 Houston Spokers Holy, uh, you know, um, a lot of great, we talk about the Mac projects like the Mac, uh, projects like Tuskegee, you know, projects, uh, you know, like Player S, N-I-G-G-A, uh, we got new music out. Uh, the rotten, uh, the um, the rotten orange, um, a lot of great music coming out, man. But this brother is a legend in my and in, in, in my eyes, man. Been putting it down in the underground for the past fifteen plus years. Son of uh, the legendary Orange Juice Jones, and I'm talking about the one, the only Orange Juice Jones the second, aka Mookie Jones. What's going on, brother? Order, everything order. Yeah. Now, I hope I hope I didn't mess any of that up, man. You got nah, you got that's the best intro I ever got in my life. <laughs> I need a copy of that. I need that. I need that. 
<laughs> yeah, like man, it's a lot. It's a lot. A lot of music, man. A lot of songs, man. I can't. We be all day talking about all of that. But look, we about to go in. So first of all, man, congrats on twenty twenty one, man. You've been killing it. You've been really Thank killing you. it, man. I'm very proud of you, brother. Thank you. Since we gonna, I want to go live on my on my IG too, and just let some people know while we live. Yeah, right there. Okay. Hi. Uh, yeah. So 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 look. First of all, 2021, man, you've been killing it. You know, you got you. the uh, you 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 got the uh, you know, the new the you you dropped the, you recently dropped the slave project. You got the um orange um, the rotten orange project, and let's talk about this new project that you just dropped because this one is a is a change of pace, man. This one definitely is like a change of pace, man, as far as like, you know, what we have accustomed to hearing from you. So um, let's talk about let's talk about 2021, man. Let's let's what's what's the inspiration, man, behind all this new music, man, that you've been um, curating, you know, these past uh, six months, seven months. So. I always had this big dream, like in, in rap, like this rap. You know what I'm saying? Goal to just like do a year where every month I drop a project. You know what I'm saying? And when when I first started rapping, it was so far away. Like to just be able to do that, just to have the structure that allowed me to put out quality work at the pace that I would want to put out quality work and just not be a pigeon held to like one joint, one record or or one one genre. Because that's the problem a lot of people don't really take into account how much it goes into putting one record out. You know what I'm saying? And by the time you see a whole album, how much went into being able to put that whole album out? No doubt. Mm. So people have to, like artists, not people. I, I call them people because I'm an artist. Too. <laughs> artists are forced to take, they're forced to do decisions, right? Like, oh, I have to do this kind of music because this kind of music pays me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I might listen or dance to a total different kind of music than I than I choose to make mm -hmm. as an artist. But just because me as a person versus the way that the world views me, you know, it affects my wallet. People we're in an industry where you get paid more if they like you more. You get paid less if they like you less, no matter how good or bad the art is. You know what I'm saying? So me, I <clears throat> I do so many different kinds of music, not just hip hop. Not just R&B, you know what I'm saying? Not just uh, country. Sometimes it's just instrumentation. I love just dealing with musicians in general, mm -hmm. more so than writers sometimes. So I never wanted to be pigeonheld to like, oh, I got to be a rapper. And I just want to do, you know, mixtapes. And even when I did rap, when I did one project, every song would be different. I, well, so, I, I always, what they, what, what thing I like about you, and, and let me just be very brief, because I don't want you to uh, forget your train of thought. But you always your music was always melodic, you know. You always had you always it was you know you always had these very you know uh, cool melodies, man. So you you always stood out. Let's just say that. Yeah, when I wanted to do, I wanted to bring something different to the game. Like from the beginning, I wanted to bring something a little more, uh, just for somebody that loves it. You know, I was I was introduced to music at a level from birth, from conception, right. and I was always told that it don't matter. Like, if you're trying to make some money, don't do this. Like, go get a job if you're trying to make some money. If you do I, this, do it because you love it. I heard your father uh, once told you that. Is that uh, yeah. advice you got from your pops? 
That's the that's the advice I got from him when I first told him I wanted to make music. He was like, "Well, I hope you're not trying to make music to make money because that's not how you get no money. Like you get money for being great at what you do. Okay. You don't get money for music. You know, anybody that's great at anything they do is going to get paid for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just be great at it. And to okay. be great at something, you better love it. No doubt. No doubt. So look, let's go back to the beginning. We we'll go we'll go from the beginning and we'll come back, come back uh, you know, here to 2021. But so let's let's talk. Now, again, to those who may not know, you're the son of the legendary Oren Juice Jones, known from you know the hit in the rain. Uh, you know, this 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 brother's a legend, Def Jam artist, you know. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. What was your introduction into music? When did you get into music was it through your pops was it through outside um you know sources talk about that a little bit um it's so crazy when i think about how i got into music right because i just never remember not being in the studio it was just from the level of like don't touch nothing you know what i'm saying <laughs> right so now i could touch anything i want in right the right yeah, because you came, you you because you was born like right after um uh in the rain. So it's not like you really yeah. remember that. Yeah, I was born like two years after it, but you know how music works. So oh yeah, that's yeah, the, the, that's the song, right when it yeah. when it was going crazy. You no know doubt. what I'm saying? So right. I got to grow up inside of this uh inside of like this ball. Right. That's like you know what I'm saying? Oh, I didn't I didn't really realize what real life was for a long for for a minute. Even mm -hmm. even getting into the music industry. Right. I understand that certain um struggles that other artists might have just because the way that they mind is set up, their mentality, the way that right. they believe versus the way that I believe. Okay. Because things I had certain access to the music industry. And uh that's why my music is the way it is, because I understand the responsibility. I was given game from people that already had, you know, right. the success in some people's eyes or whatever, however people will hold it. And uh, the thing that was a that was really inside of everybody's tone was just like, enjoy the journey. You know what I'm saying? Uh, be somebody musically that you can be in real life, like don't really. Of course, you, you want to separate it from who you are actually, but let their moral standards at least, right? you know what I'm saying, resonate with each other. Okay. Like, use your superpower for a good thing type mm -hmm. shit. And uh, just coming up, knowing that, knowing that in the game and not knowing that versus when it, when, when it hit me, when it clicked, like, oh, okay, I understand what they mm -hmm. mean. You know what I'm saying? And then realizing there's some artists that get it from the gate. Right. And that's just from them being able to listen to somebody that's a little older than them or being able to listen to themselves to give themselves the insight. I think that's you. <laughs> I think you're one of those artists, man. I, I, I think, you know, just being, and this is my opinion outside looking in, but I, I really, in my opinion, I feel just your father being orange, you show that influence, just being having that in the atmosphere. I feel like you. when I hear your music, I hear the melodies from his music. Um, I hear the distinctive qualities uh, from from your music. And it, and it you know, I, I can relate that to what I 
remember hearing from because I'm a, I'm a huge Orange Juice Jones fan, by the way. I don't know if I ever told you that. Yeah, I'm a little older than you. So, I'm, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm, I got you by like 10 years. So I remember you know, when, when I was just having this conversation with uh, I was just having this conversation with Special and with Benny, right? Yeah. The way I'm holding that, all them too. <laughs> the way that my pops, like, what he did for black culture, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he gave cool, he gave like coolness. And I, I want to explain this story too to everybody I come across. Please, a lot please. of, come on, a lot of people hear it. that record and they hear him pop and fly and they just immediately think he's talking crazy to a female. But right. the narrative of the nation at that time was if you catch your girl cheating, you bust her ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? First. Okay. And then you check the dude. That was the tone of the nation. Of you know what I'm saying? There was no uh yeah. domestic violence hotline. Yeah, that, was, that, that was real what they call toxic masculinity. You know what I mean? <laughs> and what he gave the black man was the option of, hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick the girl up for every piece of jewelry I ever got her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna cut up all her credit cards, but I'm not yeah. gonna hit you. You're right. Right. I'm gonna leave you the same way I found you. Yeah, yeah. And that was the magic in that record, more so to me, like from the outside looking in and understanding the tone of the world. He was different. He was in the same vein as everybody else. Like, yo, I can right. I can cool, I can be cool right. and not bust your ass, even if right. you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not what you do when nobody's looking, bro. I mean, it's not what you do when everybody's looking, it's what you're doing when nobody's looking. That really defines your character as a king. No doubt. That's what's up. So I so I can I can see that you've definitely been paying attention. You've definitely been taking notes, man. Um, what are some of the uh, you know, what are some of the jewels that your your, your pops have dropped on, you know, throughout the years, man? What are you know, some of the, the earliest things that you could remember um, you know, your father telling you when you first decided to, you know, you want to pursue this thing? When you wind up making your mind up, you find up instead of down. Damn. That's some that's a that's some game right there. That's some game right there. With now being the son of or now, was it like like what you see, like from what we see, like you know, watching the videos, man, and being a kid, he it's was the, he was like the coolest dude in the world. He's not making it up, like you know, and I always figure, like, man, I, I believe this. Whatever what I, what I, I believe like this that. guy is really like this. Is is, is, is is he really like that? Yeah, in real life. <laughs> In real life, yeah, yeah, it's man. Not, it's not a per. It's not like a fake. That's why. That's another reason why I feel like it flared up so much for him too. He wasn't trying right. to be something else. He was really being himself. It wasn't a persona. Yeah, nah. It was the person. No doubt. I noticed. I uh, I, I like how you pay homage to your father, man. I remember on the um, the uh, the the, the play ass nigga project, man. You had him on the album cover. I thought that was really dope, man. Because um, man, you had this conversation maybe a few few days ago where I feel like a lot of artists that are sons of uh, celebrities, they kind of try to separate themselves to carve out their own lane. And I, I like the way how you balance that, how you continue to carry on his legacy. But at the same time, you have all you have uniquely and uh, distinctively carved out your own lane these past 15 years, man. So talk about that a little bit. Talk about has that been a challenge to you? All right. So it was two mentalities, right? The mentality I had when I was younger versus the mentality that I've grown into. Okay. So when I first started, I was just that. I wanted to just, you know, set my own thing. 
I want people to even know who my pops was. Da 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 da. Like I just want people to respect me musically. That was the main thing. It was like don't fuck with me because I mean don't rock with me because of who my dad is or or who you think I know or who you think I might what I what you think I might be able to do for you. Don't rock with me because of that. Rock with me because you understand the merit in my music. Rock with me gotcha. because you understand the message behind what I'm doing because mm-hmm. you you want to become a part of this little thing of ours. You know what right. I'm saying? And to do that, I thought that I had to separate myself. Like I had to become Mookie Jones. He sings, I want to rap. You know what I'm saying? He uh he wanna do fly stuff. I wanna I wanna be more street. You know what I'm saying? He wanna and my coat was pulled by by somebody that was a little older than me. And they was just just uh they just explained to me the ethics of business, right? And how other cultures adapt their last name and they adapt their family base and they build off of that to gain generational wealth for the family that's a fact you know what i'm saying so why would i want to separate myself from the family if i'm only going to get it to bring it back to the family that's that's working backwards it makes more sense to make the family strong no doubt you know what i'm saying and keep building so that even if I want to take something off of the family and put it somewhere else, not a family so strong, I could take some weight off the family and boom, I come over right here and start building and keep building and get it bigger and stronger. And that's why I adapted that's why I adopted my father's name, which is my still which is my real name too. I'm really Orange Juice Jones the second in real life. So oh shit. Yeah, so it was me more so just falling more out of the Mookie Jones character and more into, you know what I'm saying, or in the artist. So, 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 so what are you going by now? So do you, do you go by, you don't go by Mookie at all? I mean, those who know me as Mookie, I respect the Mookie. Like if I hear somebody say Mookie, I'm going to always turn around. They don't even be talking to me sometimes. I hear Mookie, I'm going to think somebody talking to me. And there's people who, who know me as Mookie and that's just going to always be it. The same way there's people who have met me as Juice and that's, all that they know me as, and as I get older and as I grow and develop, I could, the name could change again. It depends, you know what I'm saying? I haven't had kids yet. After I have kids, I might want to redefine myself because yeah, you now go about I, Jonesy. You go Jones. I used to see Jonesy sometimes. Yo, it's so it's so crazy, right? Because the Jonesy album is done. Like I don't be popping no fly shit. Like oh, this is coming and it don't right. be done. It just don't come because other things play out. Right. And I feel like that's that's what redeveloped my my whole style of being nice, too. It's like I had to start over so many motherfucking times. Excuse let's talk about brain. that. No, that's cool. Let's let's talk about that. So, you know, my, my introduction to you was um, what was like the uh, uh, the, the Mac project. You know, that was my introduction. And, you know, around this time, man, with that, I ain't even going to lie to Mac. Man, that, that Mac project, that that one, that's a classic. Matter of fact, Mac those damn player ass nigga, a lot of rap play, player ass nigga Tuskegee. I mean, me and my me and my uh, uh, my partners, man, we used to just vibe off your music, man. We still do, especially me. But um, that was the answer that I have uh, a buddy of mine, my boy, Gabby, man. Shout out my boy, uh, Gabby. He the one. Uh, uh, hit me. He was like, man, you know about Mookie Jones, Mookie Jones. And I was like, nah, I never heard of him. So he let me uh, hear that Mac project. And I was blown away. I was like, wow, this brother's from Houston. So I say that to say this, man, how 
Now, are, are you originally from Houston? Because you, you, you at that time you was collaborating with a lot of Houston artists. So talk about those early years, man. That 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 era um, in your career, man. Because I really feel like, man, that was some real solid work that you put out back then, man. So I right, so this is the story, right? I come to I come to uh, I'm in New York. The first 12 years of my life, 11 years of my life. Okay. So I was born in Atlanta. I was raised in New York. Um, but I grew up in Houston. So when I turned 11, my grandmother got really sick. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was crazy, too, because my father was doing a lot of stuff. He had just did a deal with Tommy Boy. He had just did the record on uh, Nothing to Lose with Martin Lawrence. So it was a lot going on in New York for my father at the time. My grandmother got really sick. Her dying wish was to, you know what I'm saying? She wanted to pass away where she grew up, which was Houston. Okay. So my father took all his business and put it on pause and took the whole family to Texas. It was a true story. When I get to Texas, well, before I get to Texas, we stop in Louisiana for a year because she wants to spend her dying years with, you know what I'm saying? Her family. She wants to like, I, I'm meeting all of my Southern family now, my aunts right. in Louisiana. And they're telling me, you know, before you go to Texas, because it's a big difference from New York to Texas, you got to do this year in Louisiana, this year and a half in Louisiana to just- The transition. Like the buffer, like a buffer. <laughs> We're going to take you somewhere way more country than you're going to go just so that you can adjust to the city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. Right, right. So when, we, uh, when I got there, the first thing that I realized was the music was slowing down, literally. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally. At first, I thought I was tripping until I was like, whoa. And <laughs> real quick, what were you listening to when you was in New York? You know what I'm saying? What were some of your influences? Yo, I had just started wanting to rap right before I left. So I had uh the person that made me want to rap, I heard Beanie Siegel rap on the on um on the radio with Jay-Z. Like he Jay-Z had the whole Rockefeller and he he had this dude named he had Chris, young Chris up there, and he just kept saying, He's only 16. <laughs> Damn, you going back. 16. <laughs> I was like, I had to be like nine at the time or something, or yeah, nine yeah, or yeah. ten at the time. I was like, oh my God. You know? And you uh back. Yeah, bro. And the line that resonated was no need to dress warm because we pack man heat. I said, Oh, I understand what that means. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I wanted to rap. So I was like, damn, I'm in the Mecca. I'm starting to look at rap. This is my last year in New York. And then my dad is like, uh, by the way, we're all going to Louisiana. I'm like, <laughs> so I get to Louisiana, but I'm still stuck on this music shit. So that's my that was my vent. Uh, I started listening to all of the, all of, really, I started listening to Paul Wall and Chameleon there. That was my first, like, Southern rappers that I was, was listening that, uh, to. Swisher House? Yeah, Swisher House, all of the Swisher House, everything that came out Swisher House, I was fucking with it when I first came to the South. And then, um, Michael Watts, Michael yeah, 5000 5, Watts, <laughs> and you know, this is me from Louisiana. So by the time I get yeah. to Houston, I'm like, oh, these, I ain't even realized that all these people stayed in Houston. I'm just yeah, looking yeah. for the music people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, talk about that, man. How did you connect with these guys, man? Because you coming from New York. And one thing, I, I lived in Texas for six months. And one thing I know about Houston guys, real quick, I want to say this real quick. They're not receptive 
of just anybody. So nah, they're not receptive of so, nobody. We just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, so, 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 <laughs> respectfully. Yeah, and you because because one thing I learned about Texas, you can go platinum in Texas, and no one don't have to never. It's guys, you know, like uh, um, SPM. I've never heard of this guy until I got to Texas, and I realized like this dude is selling. Is a he is a legend. He's a superstar. I never heard of DJ Screw Little Flipping. These guys, when I got to I got to Texas, I was in Texas in 2002, and I was like, man, these guys are, are huge, but I never heard of them outside of the state. So, talk about that a little bit, man. Uh, uh, your your experience just dealing culture uh, shock. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. Just culture shock, yo, because it's yeah, like getting to the same. Yeah, we all love this hip hop thing, so that was um. That was the energy. So when I come to Texas, you know, it's a lot of things going on. It's the South Side versus the North Side. I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm from New York. I don't know about none of that shit. So I'm just really coming on my I rap energy. Like I just left New York City, stayed in Louisiana. I'm, I'm smoking everything in Louisiana, but they don't even rap the way that I rap in Louisiana. So it's more so like dance and bounce rap in Louisiana, which is where I picked that up. Like just crowd control you know what i'm saying with the rap to where we don't gotta talk bad about each other let's just get these people moving you know what i'm right. saying let's okay. get people to the drinks let's get people like we just gonna bounce the words to make people do what we want them to do type mm -hmm. shit control the party and then when i get to texas i'm, I'm trying to just find somebody to battle rap because that's what i'm that was my way in i figured like oh it's nobody's really on it you know what i'm saying I can keep practicing until I find somebody that can smoke me and then I'll get better than that person until I find, you know what I'm saying? That was my okay. whole mentality. I was yeah, out here yeah. just looking for somebody to fuck me up. Like put me in my place lyrically. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? For real. Right. Show me. So you wanted that challenge. I wanted it, bro. I used to, that's how I met big Hawk and the grit boys. You know what I'm saying? That's how I met these people in Texas because you mean Hawk, you mean uh fat pass brother. Yes, Hawk. That's the first man to ever Whoa. put me in the studio. Yeah. Rest in peace, the legend, man. Big Hawk. Rest in peace to Big Hawk. That's that's the big homie. He the first man to put me in a in a professional studio. And it's because it, I had this energy. He was I was in high school. It was like, hey, Big Hawk. And you went to, you went to you went to Yates, right? I went to Yates. I was no I joke. Had a, I had a partner, man, um, went with uh went to Yates. I think and 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 he he a little bit older. Than he, I don't know if you guys was there to say. You know this brother named Howard Chapman. I heard of Howard Chapman. I heard of the Chapman. He played football. He, he yeah, played. He, he played. He played football. But uh, anyway, um, he told me, uh, you know, to say what's up to you, man. So I had to mention his name. I had to shout my man Howard out. He went to Yates. Oh no! Shout out to Howard. Shout out to the whole yard. Like at Yates, anybody who went to Yates, anybody who lived in Third Ward, Texas, bro. You know what I'm saying? For the time when I my career in Yates. Cause I had a high school career, you know what I'm saying? Like straight up, the shit that we was doing in high school, I know nobody can do it now. It's not happening. No, no, explain not that. What about you, it? Nothing. Nah, talk about that a little bit, man. Cause like I said, um, you know, you went to Yates, man, and what was that experience like, man? You know, so it's well, the whole energy of my high school was gangs, so it was like you got to join a gang so or North Side, right? South Side. South Side, my bad. Southside, yeah. Okay. And we was right in between the white college and the black college. So all of the college kids used to come to Yates. Like the trap was Yates. You know what I'm saying? Everybody That's well, Vince Vince Young went to Yates, right? Uh nah, Vince Young used to come play and hang out at Yates because that's where you could come play and hang out. 
But uh, I think he did go to Yates for a year just for because it was to be a lot. A lot of talent came out of Yates, though. Andrew man. Wiggins went to Yates for a year. A lot of people come went through my went through our school, especially during the time that I was at the school, mm-hmm. because we had a very we were very popular, bro. Like we was popular before I went there, but right. when I went there, it was just like a lot of sports people came out of the school too. So right, Ori right, Lemon, right. who went to the league, Square, who went to the league, uh, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Howard, I don't DeAndre, know. no, DeAndre, <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. Oh, about to say, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I know him, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan went to, yeah. uh, he went to Yates for a year. I, it's so crazy. Me and DeAndre. Was in eighth grade together, right? True story, bro. Eighth grade. <laughs> listen to this. This is we in eighth grade, right? Going for the basketball team, right? Okay, so you hoop, you hoop coach, a little bit. Okay. Listen, I was trash. Okay, the coach, <laughs> but I had, but but me, I take everything super serious. Right. So it's like I'm an extremist. So if I'm playing basketball, sometimes yeah. I I get to thinking I'm in the NBA. So. Anyway, I have a great practice, right? Coach, it's a cut day. It's me and him, right? They, they're putting the team together. It's me and DeAndre. We had to play one-on-one oh, shit. for the last spot. And I tell him, hey, bro, if you let me beat you, I'm going to go to the NBA and you should be a rapper. <laughs> Yo, no, 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 time out. no way. No I way! You no way! Hold on, I got, you you know I gotta you know I gotta clip this and, and post this, man. I'm telling you, I told him. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. Yes, DeAndre Jordan with the dreads. Yes, you, I gotta hear this. We man. both went to Cullen Middle School. I can't wait to see him because yeah. he gonna look at me and be like, "Anytime we see each other, anytime we we because we have hazardly." You know what I'm saying? Over the time, cool niggas share cool things. He, he's you know what had I'm saying? A hell of a career. <laughs> so, he's especially us career. being in the same city too. So it's like we shared a lot of cool things. You dig me? Matter of fact, and he's in he's in Brooklyn right now. He's with the Nets. He be following me, bro. He be following me. I told him. That's what's up. But yeah, bro. <laughs> so look, so look, here we go, man. So what was like your when did you realize, like, you know what? I'm really good at this 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 hip hop shit, man. I think I'm, you know, l- let me start, you know, pursuing this and taking this taking this thing seriously. What what do you feel like? What was your 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 big break? I know you mentioned, you know, um, Big Hawk, but when did you realize, like, you know what, I'm gonna be here to stay? This is something that I'm I'm, I'm gonna do as far as like a career. Uh, so I I want to rock the mic in Houston when I was 14, like the battle for uh ring the bells with Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? So this, this is this is before Hawk, me and Hawk, or after? Nah, this is after me and Hawk. This is all the same year though. Okay. Um. So I went to rock the mic, and I get to I get to battle this dude named Blaze Burner. Shout out to Blaze. In between Jay Z and Fifty Cent, it's the year that Fifty Cent had came out. With, uh, he's on tour with Hope. So I'm doing this battle. It's like 40,000 people. Oh, shit. And I win the battle. And on my way to win, the, on my way walking out, Kanye runs down on me. This is before he's Kanye. He goes, hey, look, I'm Kanye West. Uh, I'm about to be the biggest producer in the world, but I want to tell you now, bro, you're dope. 
Like that, that's one thing that stuck with me. I met Hove. Hove shook my hand and was like, yo, you dope. Like, you ready to do this? You know what I'm saying? Right. That was another thing that stuck with me. That all happened in the same day. It was years after me realizing Kanye and yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? To real yeah. to, for him to give it up to me then, right? At 14, it's just certain people I can't wait to rekindle with again. Same thing happened with Pharrell. You know what I'm saying? Manny Fresh. It's just been different names that right. other people consider great, and uh, they just consider me talented, and that's enough. Now, what was your style like back then? Because um, you know, one thing I like about you, man, and, and and some artists I notice they get a knock for this, but you have a very distinctive style. And when I listen, even going back to the Mac, to me, that's distinctiveness and that uniqueness. That uniqueness, to me, that's what makes me, you know, love your music, man. I don't. I, I personally feel like this is what makes you that that great artist because you don't sound like nobody. So, what were you like? You know, what, what was um. What, what was the early Mook, Mook Jones? You know, how did, what did he sound like? I was just a student. I was really big on, I love Big L, but Big Daddy Kane was one of the first people to just like, be like, hey, look, if you're going to rap, be different. Fine, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Be from the era, like adapt this from our era. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like we used to get fried for trying to come out like somebody else or trying to do something that worked for somebody else and see just how it look on us. Like that is not where it's at. Just if you don't do that, nephew, like I'm a fan. You know what I'm saying? Just off that alone, it don't matter how good or bad you are with putting words together because it's interesting now every right. time you come off because you just being you. I tell people that all the time, man. Like, you know, when, you know, 20 years ago or when I was younger, you know, listening to hip hop, the quickest way to get out of the industry was trying to sound like somebody else. And it seemed like today artists are rewarded. So you know, with you having this very distinct, you know, not just this distinct voice, this distinct flow, but you had this very distinct, distinctive style. So you're down in Texas with this particular style. Was there any type of um, pushback from any of the uh, any of the local artists, you know, because you didn't sound like any of those guys down there? I mean. My energy always is I'm not here to destroy another black man. That's that's why I didn't. um that's why I couldn't get into battling as much as I really wanted to, because I just I just got really over the, you know, public humiliation of another yeah. black man. Yeah, yeah, I can't get into you know No me? offense. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, no offense to you. nobody who battles. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm some, with you on that. When I, I respect the culture. Who, yeah. uh, it's some artists who do it creatively. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like Loaded is, is my favorite. Right. And I feel like he has... He's gone beyond destroying the black man. He builds the black man on stage in such a way to where you done destroyed yourself before the battle started. But that's that's a whole nother, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. That was what it was. That's really why I don't really get into it with a lot of artists, because I'm not here to destroy you as a black man. Not your brand, not your family, mm-hmm. not your genre, and definitely not you as a, as a person. So uh, any type of Anytime I got hit with restraint, and then I could rap my ass off too. That's so it's fact. like, what That's we gonna fact. really do? Yeah. Like we gonna, <laughs> we gonna, we two musicians that are mad at each other, right? right, All right, right. Let's just keep it there to begin with, and I'm a, I'm gonna talk on your, on my microphone, and you can talk on your microphone, and we let everybody say how they feel. Let's and see then, who the best. We'll see. And right. usually when it gets to that level, a lot of people, you know, chill out. 
They just be like, nah, we can talk. This is how I feel. I don't got to right. rap. I want to tell, all right? Tell right, me. Right. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, so so let's, let's, let's talk about this time because, uh, again, man, this was a special time in hip hop. This was, a, in my opinion, this is a special time in your career. So, you know, I, I want to talk about that that play ass nigga project, man. I want to talk a little bit about the Tuskegee projects because I don't want to say that these, some of these projects are forgotten, but I really feel like they don't get their just due because, in my opinion, this, this is some of the best hip hop release, um, 2010, 2013, man. You, you was doing music from with guys from Smoke Dizza, from DeLorean to, uh, you know, Mickey Fax. Uh, propane man um you know so what was these relationships like man like what was you know how did you let's start off with delorean you know i know i just interviewed him recently how did you end up linking up with uh delorean we both from the city we had a mutual friend known as dutch so dutch i hear him shot him. I, I hear him shot him out a lot in music yeah dutch dutch was He's like a tastemaker. Like, it's a lot of people in New York like Dutch, but it's not a lot of people in Texas like Dutch. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people in, in other cities like Dutch. Right. But it's not a lot of, like, Dutch inside of the city. And they mm -hmm. definitely... Texas is very, you know what I'm saying, cliquish. So you got to be a certain type of dude to be able to mingle on one side of town, the other side of town. And he was like a... Chris, what do we call those people that... He was like a fixer. That's what I would call it. But he was managing D'Lo. He was uh, also managing me at the time. And that's how me and D'Lo, like, just met. But the way that me and D'Lo got cool was us just, you know what I'm saying, fighting for the studio. Like, <laughs> straight up. Like, you know what I'm saying? He Anytime he want to rap, I'm there. Yeah, D'Lo rapping. He a rapping. And he rapping. So I'm there rapping, like. Rapping, rapping. I'm there like, damn, bro, I want you to hurry up, but shit, keep going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm in there writing some other shit while waiting to record what I came to record for. Uh -huh. Just because I'm I'm hearing somebody that's dope. And then me and Lo got, we got tight. Just off making music together, expressing ideas, him explaining how Texas niggas from uh, Mo City work. You know what I'm saying? And. All of that plays into it. I feel like that's what uh, helped me out, too. I spent a lot of time on a lot of different sides of Texas. Like, I wasn't just pulling up to go to the studio and then I'm out. Like, I'm outside. I'm there. I'm here. Like, I know I know a chick in the area. I, I got a trap around the corner that I'm cool right, with. Right. I got, you know what I'm saying? I'm right. It's a studio somewhere right, that right. I, I'm probably... Because you was moving, man. You, I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking at... I'm looking at these these tracks, man, on these projects, and I'm like, man, these are all the guys that I listen to, man. Like on Keep It Player, we got Les, we got Big Crit, you know. I'm like, this Shout is this, yeah, this Dutch is crazy. Me, yeah, Dutch showed me the he brought me that cinematic, and like me and Dutch made a lot of dope music together. Straight up, I can't this, even. This, this is classic shit, man. This is this is talk about um Smoke Dizzard, man. That's one of my guys, man. I remember you you guys did uh, two songs, man. Uh, winning, I remember that winning was on one of his projects. I think it was on one of your projects too. Winning, and yeah. then you had uh, when I want to, man. I remember that in the video, man. Y'all with the two, I had some 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 bad ones in that, in that in that video, man. How did you end up linking up with Smoke Dizzy? Uh, Smokers Club tour. I was okay. on the Smokers Club tour. You know what I'm saying? I'm bubbling, doing my thing. 
uh it's all that whole click it's that whole click of uh underground artists so yeah. i'm catching spot dates with score more you know what i'm saying jumping on a lot of different tours with score more whether it be the mac miller tour or the motherfucking rest in peace mac miller um legend man legend i jumped on the Wiz tour i jumped on the big sean tour you know what i'm saying okay um it was just a lot of a lot of tours because we had already did all the groundwork I was a king. I was a god in my high school. So it was like I was a god in my high school. Niggas used to right, come right. from other high schools to bother me to battle and get smoked <laughs> and then get sent back. No like doubt, come, man. It's so serious. I'm so serious. Right. This is why people fuck with me in my city and in my in my side of the city. It used to be like, like something out of a movie. The principal would call me out of class. Right. Like come down to the office. The first time it happened to me, I'm thinking I'm in trouble. They like, nah, this nigga here from from fucking uh, Millbury <laughs> with with eight other students, <laughs> and they in the they locked yeah. up. They in the they in the the office with the with the on duty cop because we had a cop. We had two cops on duty, and they they coming for you. They they was all looking for you, and they like, yo, they coming here to battle you or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we 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 rap battle. Yeah. Yeah. They was like, we want to see it. The teachers is like, we want to see it. Like, what? Sm- I'm about to smoke you in front of the principal, nigga. You don't even, <laughs> you done got me pulled out of class for this shit? I'm about to smoke you. And we betting. We betting every round. So it's like, what we betting? A hundred? Right. Because I'll come to your high school and smoke you. So I had already did that. So now people wanted to come catch me in my high school. So it was, it was just dope. Like, mm. I really got to bring battle rap to Houston, Texas. It wasn't okay. a thing out there before me, and that's really probably what stuck with everybody. What is so, so going back to that time? What were some of the things you know? Some of your your things that stood out the most, you know, highlights in, in your career? Because I again, I feel like that was a very very special time in hip hop, man. And maybe I'm being a little biased, but you know, that was for for a minute. I kind of like stepped away from hip hop. I was kind of I was kind of like done with it because I I, I consider like from 2005 to like 2010 like the dark ages it was a lot of music that i did not like and then starting in 2009 2010 guys like drake guys like you guys like big crit brought me back and i haven't left you know i, I haven't left since so you know talk about that time man what were some of the highlights of the, uh, uh, you know those early 2000s man uh, those, those early uh those projects man i just remember a lot of I know what I was trying to do with music, and I know uh, I got to rub shoulders with a lot of artists. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like the music came through. It's a it's a it's a collective thought process. That's why I feel like right now it's perfect for for somebody like me to come in the game because I never I never said the whole blueprint. It was just like this is what I want to do with music, but nobody really understood why. Mm. So it's always a it was a plan. Like I wanted music to get just to where it was at, just so that we could bring it back to life. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? It, it needed everything. We needed everything that, that happened to keep happening. I learned so much. Like, I'm so ready. Like, we can go. I was just thinking, I had just said this to my partner in Rom. I was like, yo, we finally got enough to catch up. That nigga looked at me and said, catch up, bro. We, we past niggas, bro. Like, we... 
past. We beyond. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's still stuck in, in rap. Like we trying to go to good music. Rap is just mm. a part of it. We trying. Right. It's time for new everybody's. It's time mm-hmm. for new everybody. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. And I ain't trying to fuck with nothing on the planet. Like every every way that we coming. Exactly. We trying well, to do something greater. Well, I know you. You know, like I said, man. This past year, man, you you've been pumping out some 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 really good music, man. And um, you know, what do you feel about? You know, do you ever feel like? You can oversaturate the market with music, you know, because, uh, you know, when you when you came out uh, earlier, you know, you were just dropping like a project a year, like as would most artists. But, you know, you got guys like Currency, you guys, guys like 38 Special, you know, even yourself, man, you know, you guys drop a lot of music. So do you ever feel like you're giving us too much? Nah, because. The attention span on people now is so short that by the time you listen to the whole catalog, you ready for a new one. And then when you get through that one, you ready for a new one. You know what I'm saying? Each project is like 20 minutes long. So when you think about in tw- out of 24 hours in a day, what type of, how much music are you listening to? You always singing a song in your head. You always see something. I'm just trying to fill up that space. That's what makes your favorite artist when you start using his music to get through the day or her music to get through the day. Like dose, like, a, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, damn, I need to be, you know what I'm saying? So I, shit I, need I, need I, need, I need that. I need that. I need that. I need that fix. I need that fix. That's the kind of music I'm trying to make. The shit that like, not even trying to, that's the kind of music that we making. And, right. and I think that it's easy to get oversaturated if you in one genre too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't listen to one genre all day. Like yes, I can't I listen to gangster street rap nonstop. Right. I gotta switch wow. it. Even if it is gangster street rap, it's gonna be gangster street rap from New York. There's some shit from down south. There's some shit from the west. Right, right, it's not right, gonna right. be twenty four yeah. hours of yeah. the same. That's like song. one of the problems that I have with a lot of hip hop fans, man. It's, it seemed like that's you know cap. a lot, a that's lot of cap. times, that's man. They, yeah, a lot of times, man. They don't think outside of their genre or their particular um, region. Bro, you know what it is? I, I forgot what the theory is called, but farmers, right? You know, farmers can leave the gates on their sheeps unlocked. You know why? Why the sheeps won't just walk out of the fucking barn and run? You know why? I don't know. You tell me. Because <laughs> associate being inside the box with life. Mm. That's the same thing with a lot of these hip hop sheeps. They're inside that box because they associated with if I as long as I'm in this box, I'm hip hop. That makes a lot of sense. I never thought about it that way. You always, you know, it's it's it's, it's definitely a bias uh, being displayed and shown. But yeah. um, the way you put that, man, that's that's very interesting. You know, very very interesting. You know, so what are some of the things about the uh, the industry? You know, as far as um, you know, the politics um, that you that you have been able to navigate through, you know, because um, you've been in the game for you know fifteen plus years, and I'm you know you had your ups, you had your downs, man. But what are, what are some of the um, the challenges that you have faced, you know, being an independent artist, and some of the things that you think um, that need to be changed? Let's put it like that. Uh, I'm tired of us as artists making 
people feel like you got to be a street dude to like be successful in the rap game. Mm. I'm tired of us as black men making young black men feel as though they got to be gang members to be successful in the rap game. I really feel like the narrative that we all have to be drug dealers to be successful in the rap game has to change, bro. Definitely, definitely. Just as black men, it's not enough free black men. Mm. Nah, we represent 80% of the prison system. <laughs> you know what, 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 that's, what, what does that tell you? I'm not saying to be a preacher or nothing. I'm just saying the narrative yeah, yeah. that on the all of us don't have to be pushing that agenda like that. right right can some of us please just tell the a little more of the truth right a little more of the honest to god truth like you, you are your mother's son you are yeah, your yeah. father's child bro like yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying would you give your little brother a gun in a pack and tell him to stand in front of the trap like would you really do that right like yeah. your youngest brother think of your youngest brother think of your son would you give your son a pack? I was just saying, I was just talking. I was just talking to the um, this brother. You love your son, right? Yeah, you love your kids, right? Yeah. Would you give them drugs to sell for you? It's funny. It's funny. I'm a piggy. I want to piggyback on what you just said. I was just talking to a community activist uh, brother here in Washington D.C. That's very popular, and we were just talking about it. Same like a lot of times where we have, we come from certain backgrounds, uh, certain uh, you know environments that's that uh, that where we see where we have dealt with a lot of trauma. And then once we get out of those environments, we still want to hold on to that trauma and to those, uh, those things that help us get through those environments. But then when we have children, we want to put them in, you know, we want to put them in the best situations, but we, we, we look down on people who come from different environments. We look down on the people who come from, you know, a better environment, but here you are, you want to put your, your child in the best environment. So it's just kind of like, it's weird. It's like, on one hand, you holding on to, you know, want to be from, you know, the trap or whatever, the hood. But then on another hand, you are putting, you, you want to put your kids in another situation, in a better situation. So it just be, it's kind of confusing to me at, at, at times. It's like, like, which one is it? You know, it's like a like hypocrisy. I don't I don't be understanding it. Like, you know, like people trying to like straddle the fence. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't get it either. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, we all want it. We all want it. We all want the best for ourselves and our, and our family. So, you know, I, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say in a nutshell, I just feel like there comes a time where we just need to progress, you know, why just, you know, you can have pride from where you're from, but you don't have to stay in that type of mindset, you know. People don't want to. Um, the problem, the problem that I see is that we associate proper or like high class elegance with white and we associate hood shit. And, you know what I'm saying? Low class and being right. broke with black. Mm. And that's the problem. No nigga shit ain't black people shit. Right. Nigga shit is nigga shit. Nigga shit. <laughs> yeah. It's white yeah. niggas, Mexican niggas, yeah. Arab niggas, right. Spanish niggas, Puerto Rican niggas. 
You know what I'm saying? Jewish niggas, what the right. fuck? Right. Niggas ain't black shit. All niggas ain't black. That's the problem. And we got to yeah. stop associating low class shit right. with black shit. Mm. Being a real nigga ain't being black, bro. Right, right. They have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of... Um, a lot of um and it's been going on in hip hop and I don't want to be too preachy and stay on this too long but um I just noticed man in hip hop man there's a lot of division and you know what it what is you know how, how do you look at it you know do you do you it seemed like a, you got with social media you have a lot of different bloggers and different outlets that are hyping beef up and I just feel like it's just really not conducive to hip hop, man. I really don't. Not a black man, bro. Yeah. Don't let a nigga that's not black destroy your race. You can't do that shit to them. But it's people that's you within the, a lot of times. No, it's listen, people within the culture that's doing it. That's hyping, bro. It. Ain't no people within other cultures doing that and letting other people comment on it and that's on a, on an open platform. Right, but that's the bro, thing we call bro. those we, we call those people. But we call those people that that uh, that's that come that come from without uh, come outside of our culture. We call them people culture vultures. Now, what do you call the people that's within our culture that look like me and you that exploit us as well? What do they call? You know, what about culture vultures? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, people that come from with I, those is agents, bro. Inserted agents. You gotta honor because you know who they are. Like I don't even want to say a lot no. of these guys' names, but honor. it's. it's Every time honor. I turn around, I'm just seeing like this, this and, he, and it seemed like these guys, these platforms, and these these bloggers, they're blowing up off of um, off of controversy, and it's just like it seems like people are, you know, they they're buying into that, and it's like honor, honor, loyalty. These are things that men give themselves. Right? Can't nobody give you that? Can't nobody give you honor? You got to make the self decision. You got to make a conscious decision to yourself. I'm going to be honorable. Mm. Now that makes a lot of sense. It just seems like a honor is gone with a lot of these artists, man. Bro, these you niggas know, they have no. They still every, wait for somebody to give it to them. Yeah. yeah. They still it's wait crazy. for somebody to give them honor, give them a chance to show that they're honorable. Right. Every time I turn around, this artist is beefing. It's almost you know it gets to a point sometimes. I'm. I'm like, man, am I just getting too old for this? Am I phasing out of, you know, hip hop? Like, I'm I, sometimes, man, I go through periods, and I don't know, you know, I, I've talked to artists, and I don't want to say their names again, but this this artist that share the same sentiments that I that I share, as far as like they fall out of love with the culture sometimes, man. Do you ever go through that where you, you know? I've never fell out of love with it. I've never fell out of love. I have been disappointed. I've been let down. All right. You know what I'm saying? But as I keep growing in this game, it's like I feel like everybody gets let down. But some of us take that shit to heart. Like I take that shit to heart. Like I want I'm I'm slowly putting myself in a position to change the shit that I don't like about rap. Right. And I'm what going, inspires you? What inspires huh? you? What inspires you to 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 you know to have that type of mindset? You know, how do you filter out the bullshit? Because I know you've seen a lot. You know, I get more shit done through frustration than anything. Sometimes, sometimes I just, and I'm trying to change that about me. 
Right. I'm trying to just be able to be motivated through happiness, which has been happening lately. You know what I'm saying? Where like shit like this, when like, you know what I'm saying? When I get a dope interview with a dope human and oh, we you, get brother. to spread the energy. Um, nah, man, this music, you you definitely in, being motivated by something, man, because, man, you you have been releasing some of your best work lately, man. And that's saying a lot because um, one thing I noticed, man, and artists today, a lot of artists that's, that's, that's your age and older artists, man, I'm not saying that you're old because I'm like 10 years older than you, but you've been in it. You're old. You're, you, you're a veteran in the game. You got 15 plus years in the game. And I, but you're, you're still making quality music man and the consistency with mookie jones jonesy orange juice jones the second it's never went away it's never dipped the consistency has always been there so i say that to say this, to say this man like how do you just keep giving us this consistency is it, is it pressure to like always deliver knowing that you know some people some people go get it. Some people not going to get it. You know, it's therapeutic for me. I'm really um, I'm putting out my life, right? As it's you know what I'm saying. Not as it's happening because that's what uh, I feel like that gets a lot of artists in trouble too. When their music be so close to their lifestyle as yeah. it's happening, that um, especially when you're doing illegal shit. <laughs> Especially when you're doing illegal shit, you know what I'm saying. And every, yeah. I feel like if you American, you doing something illegal. Like you just not out here <laughs> right, living right. straight and narrow yeah. in America, not in America. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? And if you are, it's hard to toe that line, man. <laughs> I'll be honest. If you are, continue, keep it up. Right, right. But I feel like everybody got something that they doing when, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Because we're all we're all human, bro. Anything that's perfect, anything that's real ain't perfect. Anything that's perfect ain't real. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just the world we live in. It's just what we live in. The the straighter it looks, the more crooked it probably is. Mm -hmm. So um my inspiration comes from just everything, bro. The art. You see where I'm where I this is where I'm at 90% of the time. Right. It got to the point where I got to give my mother Sunday. I just got to give her that because right. if I don't, I'll be here trying to cook up something, trying to help another artist. Cause it's that happened too with me. Like it went from me just helping, like doing shit that I do for myself right. to, you know, working with other big artists, some that I names that I can say, some names that I can't say. And then like, other artists just being like in production houses just being like right. like let me show you how to let me show you how you know what an admin deal is you know what a pub deal is you know mm. what i'm saying let me put you on to some shit you know what syncing is you understand what sync royalties are like let me teach you some shit and then uh i just started learning the other side of the game because i know the uh the creative side of shit Right. But I watch people who ain't got no talent make more money than people who got every all of the talent. So it was like I gotta figure out what y'all know because I feel like I feel like a crackhead because you know not crackhead five dollar rock. Come on, man, cost the <laughs> dealer five cents. Right. You just gotta be patient and understand process. Yeah. 
But if you're not patient and you don't understand process, then you're just going to smoke the rock, get high, and be looking for another rock. That's real shit. That's real shit. That's I real had shit. to understand how to cook crack. You know what I'm saying? I knew how to I knew how to cook it up, but I had to understand how to grow coke. Exactly. How to distribute it. Yeah, I knew how to distribute it. I had to understand how to grow coke. Oh, how to grow it, okay. Yeah, how to grow it. How to tell poppy step on it before while it's wet. While while black while black coke make white dope, you know what I'm saying? It's like you got to understand why it's only a couple of major record labels and a lot of artists. And when you start following the trail of how this money, where all this money comes from, who's really independent, who's not, what really makes you independent, what doesn't, why, what, what makes you a label? Do you really feel like labels are even needed? Are they even necessary today? Yes. What are you talking about? They're necessary because who's going to- No, I mean, this is is a question, just, you know- No, 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 I'm giving you an honest answer. They're necessary because they are the competition. If it was just left on the artist, nobody would get paid. Because everybody wants you work for free as an artist. You love this shit. <laughs> yeah, I hear about that, man. A lot of, a lot of favors. Everybody wants a lot a favor. of favors in the industry. Whereas yeah. the labels force you to do business because they're gonna spend money. Right. Artists don't want to spend money on their damn self. So they damn sure ain't gonna spend no money with you. Right. I'm not that way. I'm going to spend money on me. I like nice clothes. I like all kinds of shit. I'm going to yeah. spend money on my girl. I'm going to spend money on, on my little brothers and sisters. Like, right. we're going to spend. And people look at shit different. They be like, oh, well, you got money to spend. I'm like, no, I got mentality to get money. Right. Where did that come from? Talk about that a little bit. You know, where did that mentality have you? Um, You know, this something that you've always... You know, was this something embedded in you, you know, as, as, as a kid? Is this something that you have uh, acquired, you know, through the years? I had to acquire this shit through the years. I understand, like, when you at a certain level of celebrity, shit is handed to you. But then there's the celebrities that are that level who still don't want that shit. Who's like, nah, I still want to get bigger. Like, the shit I want, you can't give me. You trying to give me a ride to the store. I need a flight to Dubai. <laughs> no handouts. Nah, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's a great handout. You could drive me from New York to California. Great. Thank you, bro. I'm trying yeah. to fly to Dubai, though. Nah, that's a hey, uh, makes a lot of sense. That mentality yeah. is mentality. Yeah. You just grow to that. A lot of artists get to that mentality in jail. I never had to go to jail. I see a lot of my peers go to jail and come home like, y'all, I'm here. I'm like, I, I watched I watched about four or five of my friends get rich around me before I was like, nah, fuck this. Like, for real, for real. Like, watch them like. Sometimes you got to you got to come out of artist mode, man. I, I get it. A lot of artists. They just want to make the music. And, and that's I, what you do. That's what you get yeah. paid to do. You get paid to just right. make music. There's, there's another component uh, to this. To this, That's what I call it, the music business. And whether you are an independent artist or an artist to a label, you are in the business of making music at the yeah. end of the day. 
people think as soon as you get the deal, everything's supposed to get easier. And like, right. now it gets harder. It's more real now. Now you're not just playing with your money. You're playing with their money. Mm. But you're never supposed to stop spending your money too. That's what a lot of artists get fucked up. Like I hear a lot of artists say that. And some people probably going to look at me like, oh, he's dumb. He's crazy. I'm crazy. I'm dumb, bro. I see you niggas in five years. I'm going right. to keep on. Investing in myself too. I was ah, you took the words right out of my, my my mouth. I was literally just about to say that that invest in yourself. Talk about that a little bit though. I was just about to segue into a topic that I really want to talk about. How do you expect about. to get more doing less of the same shit that you always done? Mm-hmm. How do you expect to get more out of that? Out of that math? That math doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Not at all. One of the Not one of the big one of the big homies told me like bro if you move one percent every day in a hundred days you moved a hundred percent in the direction you was trying to go you'll be done if you just do one percent every day don't don't kick it don't kick a five percent don't catch a groove you know what i'm saying right right nah 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 folks need to definitely need to need to take note man you definitely dropping some 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 gems right uh Hey, that's gonna all be so. So that's all all of these jewels, right? I'm dropping a project called Justifer. You know what I'm saying? That's coming out right after the Rhymes with No Pain. It's right in right after. It's gonna be coming out in fall. That's what that's for, because I want to give this shit to the right ears. Like this shit is supposed to be heard, bro. Like us as black people collectively, is so much more we can do. We have yet, we have yet to just right. Well, you've been tapping in. You, you've been tapping into a lot of things, you know, outside of uh, hip hop. And I want to, I want to talk about what we was uh, recently talking about over the phone recently, man. And I was watching you and another brother on your IG live, man. Um, this cryptocurrency, man. I'm very, I'm, uh, you know, I'm into, um, you know, I'm, in, I'm, a, I'm into stocks myself. But um, I, I want to know more about this cryptocurrency. And I know you have just uh, started your own coin. So talk about that a little bit and, and 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 shed some light on that, man. So those who's not familiar with the whole crypto game. Okay, so I'm one of the very few artists that uh I'm one of the very few humans on the planet right now. I think it's probably like eleven or twelve thousand of us right now that own our own coins. And uh basically what it what it uh what a coin allows you to do is add value. To whatever you got going on like a dollar bill that you say is worth whatever right. value is based upon two people agreeing on a number on an item you understand if i sell you this bottle of water for a million dollars and you deem it worth a million dollars and give that's me what it is this it bottle is. of water is now a million dollar bottle of water right mm-hmm. that's the basic mentality of currency so the crypto coin especially for artists is basically saying my art is worth this. This coin is the community's way of adding value to the art collectively. To where now, if you got a thousand people that gave you $2.50 for the coin, right. to get a piece of the coin, the coin is worth $2,500. Mm. Okay. Wow. Now, if, th- if those people then go sell their coin for five dollars doubling up and cashing out right 
your coin is now worth five thousand dollars. Well, I mean seventy five hundred. Yeah, because you just said you just made because like you, you said you made like seven. You listen, said you made like seven grand in a day. It's worth if they take the same two dollar and fifty coin and sell it for five, your coin is now worth seventy five hundred because it's not losing value, it's adding value by them taking what they got and selling it for more. And every time that it resells or resells, it gains more value. Yes. Does mean now the same coin that I was selling for a hundred dollars, I'm selling for two hundred and fifty dollars, and then I'm selling for five hundred dollars. So that the people who didn't sell their coin, the people who believed in it, right. are able to grow with the coin. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk more about this, man. I, so I, I, I said, man, I was watching a couple of videos, you know, to get more um understanding, you know, because it's not as hard as a lot of people think. I just think um Yo, a lot of us it's a lot of a lot of us just are not privy to this information. So how did you come across this, man? You know, because oh. I know people, I know a lot of people that does that that's into cryptocurrency, but I don't know anybody that has their own coin. You're the only person I've met that actually has their own coin. And that's what stood out to me about you. Just always, you know, always being that trendsetter, man. So talk about that a little bit. So I got introduced to this uh social media platform. You know what I'm saying? With this community e-commerce uh, grid on it, which was basically the mentality associated with if I like your post, I should be able to tip you for it. Like instead of giving you a heart, I can give you a diamond that's worth one penny. Where is it? What, what platform is, it? Is, is this again? This is the new platform that I'm telling you. This shit is about to go crazy. That's what I'm saying. What's the name of it again? One more time. It's called BitCloud. Bit clout, okay. Bit clout, C L O U T. Right, right. They just started trade. They just started trading on uh, blockchain. So, so, so it's 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 public on the stock market. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I need to go ahead and give me some. Go ahead and throw some shares. Some clout. Yeah, yeah. Give get some shares on that. But I'm gonna put you on. So, so this is the crazy part, right? So the coin that I dropped. What what the coin is gonna? What I'm gonna do is. And what's the name of the coin, by the way? You know, it's a the, juice coin. Okay. It's a juice coin. Um, the coin basically what it's gonna do is people that buy the coin are gonna have total access to my whole catalog. To where once you buy the coin, then you can trade me the coin for everything on my site. Or you know what I'm saying? My box, my special right. box that I put together for you, which will be valued at more. Than what the coin is valued at for sure. Wow. wow. It'll get you every tape. You know what I'm saying? So if I pull, whoa, whoa, time out. So if I purchase that coin, I'm going to be, I, this is not just digital. I'm going to be able to get physical. Yes. When you purchase the coin, you're going to be able to get physical tapes, the physical uh, Esclave shirts. Chris, can you stand up real quick? For me? Yeah, sure. Be a male model real quick. Where you'll be able to pick the color. Right. Go. You know what I'm saying? It's glove. Okay. okay, so I didn't even know about that. I, I, didn't, I didn't know nothing about that. Dope, dope, dope. So 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 how much and is the uh all things that uh all artists can build for themselves? What was you about to say? So right now, what is the um what is the uh, the juice coin valued at right now as we speak? Right now, I think the juice coin is two fifty. Okay. 250 a coin. Mm. So 
Okay, so I was watching a video maybe about a couple of days ago, and it was it was talking about you know, like for you to you know create your own coin, it really only costs like like two dollars or something like that. So talk about that a little bit, man, because I think man, there's a lot of there's so many different ways of of us you know as as so many different ways for us to um be able to build capital out here, but I just don't feel like a lot of us have the information. So. Talk about like step by step. How did you go about get how did how do one go about acquiring their own coin? If you if, if you don't mind. Well, what but I it's all new information, man. You know, yeah, what I had to do was I had to link up with one of my guys, you know, in the inside of the the technology field, you know what I'm saying? Inside of that field of just he had he had came across a company because we me and my friends, we share information. Like it's right. not, no it's doubt. not like no. I'm gonna get rich and show you. No doubt, no like, doubt. Nah, it's like, hey, bro, this is what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? You want to invest, or what do you think about it? Yeah. Or should I yeah. not invest? Or you know what I'm like? These right, are the kind right, of conversation right. that I have with men around me. We trying to no all put each other on. No doubt. So when it was brought to me, it was like, yo, you want a coin? I'm like, what kind of coin? He like, a Bitcoin. I'm like, hell yeah. He was like, it's your own coin though. I'm like, my own coin. So all of them already had their own coin? Nah, the dudes who run the company. Yeah, he had his own coin too. His, the dude who turned me on, his coin is worth a couple grand. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, you know, he was bringing me in on some, you need to be down with this kind of shit because... I don't do music. It's nothing I can do with this coin. You know what I'm saying? It's just something that I did to create value with the money that I have and the friends that I have. Okay. Like we're all investing in each other's coin to add value to the coin type shit. You should come get down because it's other people that they're bringing down that are artists and musicians. And you know what I'm saying? I done bought into their coin. I think it'd be dope for okay. more artists to have their own coin. Okay, like, so let me, let me, let me, let me pause for a second. Let me stop you for a second. Um, so the question I have for like, you know, um, for, for you, uh, Mookie, someone who's not a celebrity, who's not an entertainer, who's not doing something that's very popular. I can still get you your own coin because- how, do, how does that benefit somebody who's just the regular, you know, Joe Blow, you know? Okay, so we thinking about artists, right? Regular Joe Bo, Joe Blow go out here, and by you having a crypto, by you having a crypto coin associated with you as a person, as the brand, it allows me the ability to invest in you, not as a company, but as a human being. Mm. So you could be a regular Joe, you could be a doctor, but shit, you fuck around and cure cancer, or you fuck around and motherfucking get married right, to a superstar. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can be a regular chick, but you fuck around. Yeah, nah, because I'm listen, I'm on like this. I could definitely see how this could benefit me because I have a platform that I'm trying to I'm trying to build. So this we definitely gonna chop it up more about this off camera. I definitely think about what think about what people get paid for, right? But I'm thinking just like the regular, the trash man, the 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 waiter, the the mailman now, the favor that you would ask somebody to do. Because as you being the coin creator, right, you can give away a coin. 
Like when I made my coin before it was valued at 250, I printed right. up 20 of them. Mm. As the coin grows in value, then it just costs more to print up a whole coin. But the 20 that I printed at a dollar a piece are now worth $250 a piece. Hey, yeah, we gonna have to <laughs> we gonna have to talk, man. We're gonna have this is this sell. is dope. You understand? Yeah, it's yeah. A community growth thing. Right, right. It yeah. allows people to invest in you as a you. person. Exactly. I like that. You. I like that. Not in Twitter. Right. Because even if you have a million followers on Twitter, that shit affect that helps Twitter. Right. Because if you're you not even to, to if you're not out. even to if you're not even to monetize that shit, it, it means nothing. I just told I know you, I know people I know people that have no, listen, like seven thousand Instagram followers. You can and they get a diamond like for a penny. Could you imagine if a nigga? How many posts have you passed up that you would have loved to give a nigga a penny? Uh, shit, every day. A penny ain't. I mean, I a would, penny. A penny ain't nothing. You walk by a penny uh, half the time when you you see that in the street. You don't even pick that up. But these quotes, these. You know what I'm saying? These people, these these are these are creative geniuses. Some of these things that we are reading, yeah, man. Some of some I, of the quotes that we are reading, these right. these people deserve to get right, right, right. a dollar. Yeah, I give yeah. people a dollar at the at the bar for nothing, right, right, right. for pouring mm. a drink. The shit right. did nothing for me, bro. Exactly, right, right. I like your thinking, man. I'm th I'm glad we we finally put this interview together, man. This is one of the, you know, this this is one of. Uh, my favorite moments in, in 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 interviewing artists, man. Thank you, brother. Because this no, is thank you. This this is this is exactly what I expected, man. This is more than what I expected, man. Because I I, I say that to say this because one thing about you, you seem like you've always been ahead of the game, brother. And this is not me, you know, jock riding or anything like that, man. But you you seem very authentic, man. As far as like what you bring to not just the music culture, man, but as far as you know, the business aspect as well, man, being, you know, seeing uh, what do they call it? The uh, having the foresight, man, and, and different things. So my thing is, man, do you feel like for an artist to be able to exist in this industry today, you have to have that type of mentality? No, nah, you just got to love music more than anything else. And it'll all make sense. Mm. after You get out of it. Because, you know, you have this mentality, but you don't you, you don't come off as abrasive. You don't you, you're very humble with it, you know, because a lot of people that know what, you know, they they can come off very braggadocious. They can come off. Who, how do you teach the person? How do you teach somebody so that they can get it quick? And I, I that's that's something else that we got to do, too, as black men. It's because it's, we all coming from a place of deprivation. You know what right. I'm saying? We all come right. from a place of trauma. Right. Actually, as black as black people, a black boy gets killed on Friday. His mama back at work on Monday. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? The world can't stop. And right. we've yet to be able to heal. We've been running since we were slaves, since we no came doubt. over here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's we... like to the point where we if you don't work, nigga, you lazy. Yeah. And uh, I'm just anti all that shit, bro. I'm right. anti like making black people feel like. You know what I'm saying? The hood is black. The hood ain't black, bro. The hood is the motherfucking hood, bro. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And until we realize it as that and separate ourselves from that way of thinking, or just having this 
this same kind of conversation with special bro shout out 38 special you know what i'm saying mentality and environment affects us more than we want to give it credit that's a fact that's a fact uh, you know one thing I, I also you know i admire about you know you your transition man for you to be able to you know that transition your networking uh, uh ability man um and i want to talk about that before we get out of here you know you was down in houston and you made this you know recently you know i don't know exactly when you made this transition but you transition you made the transition to new york so talk about that and and why did you make that transition to new york because what i'm seeing you know i'm seeing i'm i'm seeing you around some of the the best artists in the game in my opinion just like when you was down in texas you was around some of the best artists and networking doing music with some of the best artists in the game so what led to the transition and what are you um you know how is it in new york right now you know uh no rap bro that was the plan i'm proud of myself for that i really don't even be proud of myself for a lot of stuff but that's one thing that I'm proud of because that was the plan. Right. I was sitting in Houston one day in the studio and I literally was like, bro, I know everybody in Texas, the top of the top. Like, I know them. You know what I'm saying? Done smoked weed and had hour long conversations multiple times. Right. You feel me? I think I could do the same thing in, in California. But. I need to go to the biggest city. That was the biggest decision. Like, am I going to go to Cali or am I going to go to New York and do the right. same exact thing I did in Texas? Because after I do it in Cali or New York, then I'm going to go to the spot that I didn't go to. Mm. Like, you know big, what I'm saying? Big, that big was decisions. the plan. Big decision. Yeah, I'm going to wrap my way to the top because this shit that I got, you don't even got to hear it on record. You got to feel this shit. Like a nigga going to hear this on record and really think it's a fluke. Because you ain't never heard this shit before. It's like right, nigga right. who never did real drugs in his life. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You fuck around it. OD the first time you hit some real dope. And that was my plan. I'm like, yo, there's so many people out here faking this rap shit. Like, they want to rap for all these other weird ass reasons. That's why I always bring that story up about my dad. I never wanted to rap for money. Never, not right. once. It never was about money with me. Yeah. Never. Yeah. If I you feel a shit, certain man, you, way, you, you, I won't you, even rap. You do this shit so effortlessly, man. It's almost like it's second nature. Like it's like it's it's like walking across the street to you, man. I'm a vessel. This is the only place that makes sense to me, though. That's the problem. Yeah. That's what people won't tell you. Everywhere you do, it, it comes easy. It seems like it seems like it comes so so easy for you, where it doesn't it doesn't really come off as a hustle. It come nah. off as you being authentic. This is who you are. This is not a hustle for me. It's not. I don't even understand how niggas can hustle with music. How you not having not song. having a love, not having a love for it. Bro, I love every part of the song. I love the horn players, I love the string players, the drummer. Yeah. We was just hanging out with the we were just hanging out with our drummer. Drove all the way to motherfucking Connecticut just to go to the show. Mm. Just to go hang out and smoke weed with the drummer. No cat, no rap. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like I love the musicians. These rappers, a lot of rappers, not none of the rappers that I consider cool. Like, and that's not just me being biased. Right. That's just because the type of person I am. I can't mm -hmm. even hang around you if you want some extra weird taking advantage of your superpower. Because this rap shit right. is a superpower. You are trying to influence the youth to think that uh being a, you know what I'm saying? Setting a nigga up is the is is the right. law. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Let a nigga set your son up, though. You're going to feel some type of way. Let a nigga set your daughter up, line your daughter. Exactly. You're going you gonna to be ready to kill somebody. Oh, it's so wrong. How could black nah, people word, be like word, this? Word, How could you word. be black people like that? Right, right. Sometimes it seems like we don't even look at ourselves. We don't, we, 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 we look at each other like as enemies. Like we have. Bro, this. I judge somebody. He's wrong to be judgmental. I judge somebody off the music they're listening to. I do too. I think you, people can say it, judging, discretion, whatever, call it whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. all judge at the end of the day if you really look when at I'm, it. When I'm listening to some ratchet shit, I'm in a ratchet yeah. ass mood. That shit right. is on my mind. That shit exactly. is on my body. At the like, moment, I mean, <laughs> that shit is on my mind. <laughs> like, same thing, like, like, like even with women. Like, I, the women say, oh, if you listen to this type of artist, I'm thinking, like, you on the, this is what you like. Come on, like, bro. If you, you don't listen look for to cars. It, Bro, you yeah. don't look cars at the at the realtor's house, bro. Right, right. Because up, yeah, yeah. Because when I'm listening, like you said, when I'm listening to this particular artist, this is what I'm on at this moment. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm endorsing everything yeah. that they're saying. This energy, I'm endorsing this energy. I'm endorsing all of it. Yeah. If if I if if, if I'm not I'm not listening to it. That's so let's let's oh. let's stop the cap with all that. I'm glad you brought that up, man. We we got to. Yeah, stop, stop it, stop it, man. <laughs> so you're talking about, you know, you, you're saying, you just mentioned a lot of the artists, Um, you didn't say any names, but I'll say the names because you mentioned, you know, you being around a lot of authentic artists and I've seen you with thir uh, 38 Special, I've seen you with Rasheed Chappelle, um, I've seen you with Benny the Butcher, all these guys I've interviewed, I've met. Um, You know, talk about, um, you know, just networking with these guys and working with these guys, some of the things that you have, um you know that you have learned and and some of the differences between these new york artists and 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 you know the artists that you was dealing with in houston you know um well and this ain't to cause no controversy i'm no, not no, saying no, it to cause no, any, no. It's, 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 a, you know, it's, a it's a lot it's different a, it's, it's, it's a it's super a, different mentality between east coast and southern and that's and what i want you to talk about one of the biggest differences is i i call it trap versus block mentality you know what i'm mm. saying so the East Coast, everybody works the block. It's the block work. You know what I'm saying? People will people will force the traffic. Like all of the hustlers will stand on the same corner to force the traffic. You know what I'm saying? Down one block. And then people fight over blocks. So it's usually one dude who has, you know what I'm saying, whatever he has. And then he got people standing on the block for him gotcha. selling what he has. That's the East Coast. Down south is the trap mentality. The trap mentality is I'm the boss. I'm gonna buy everything, and I'm gonna turn where I'm staying into the trap, into my block, basically. You know what I'm saying? People are gonna pull up to my house. People that I know, they're gonna pull mm -hmm. up to me, and I'm gonna serve them the trap. You understand? Okay. People down south are more so used to running everything by themselves. People on the East Coast are more so used to working with everybody. Mm. You understand? That affects yeah. the mentality from the streets to the beats. Wow. I had no idea. I would have thought it was the other way around, to be honest. Nah. Because really think about it, right? Master P, he ran an independent label. Baby runs an independent label. And then they joint venture with big companies. Puffy? Mm. He's going to run your label. Then he's going to build bad boy. 
Right. That was the transition of Puffy. Yeah, 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 that's what he did too. He he ran um Uptown and then yes. went over to uh you know bad you know created bad yeah, boy. Ran Uptown, ran Jive. Yeah. Then started Bad Boy. Master P never ran nobody's label. Yeah. Same thing with uh, trap mentality. Same thing with uh, J J Prince. J Prince (laughs) trap mentality. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'll go up here and learn, but when it comes to running some shit, I'm gonna run it. Yeah. I'll never work for you. I'll learn from you. It's different mentalities. A New York nigga snake you quicker because he'll work for you. It's crazy. It's like the country dumb. A country nigga act dumb. Be right. smarter than you the whole time. He'll snake you that way. Like yeah, you he do the uh, what's the movie? The American dumb. Gangster. Uh, Frank Lucas. You know, you ever see to watch that movie? Frank Lucas. How he comes yeah. from North Carolina, but he ends up he ends up running Harlem in the seventies. Country like, dumb. You think like how how did this country dude from North Carolina end up coming up here? It's because people associate intelligence with your region where you're from. With white yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With the white I, people they see. You just see white people that look smart up here. Like intelligence, you know what I'm saying? Is knowing how to grow the apple. Exactly. Not how to sell it. Mm, I like that. <laughs> I never thought about it that way, man. Down south, we focus on growing the apple. Right. Up north, y'all focused on selling the apple. Yeah. Yeah. It's just mentality. Trap work versus block work. Because if it was your apple, you probably would focus on growing it too. Mm. The problem being most niggas in New York is selling somebody else's shit. So they got to gas it up. It's your man's shit to begin with. (laughs) How long did it take for you to figure all this out, man, when you came up here? About four years. (laughs) <laughs> four years in my grown life that's right. why last year was so different because this year five okay it took my okay. grown life to understand like everybody ain't even trying to be a good person fuck a good person right we're talking we about some of the go ahead my bad i mean y'all. we all ain't god children that's what my brother no, that's a that's a fact niggas that's be out fact. here telling you they on demon time and we still want to treat you like a child <laughs> Talk about well. Let's look. Let's switch gears for a second, man. Let's talk about some of the the guys that I feel are authentic in the industry, man. And some of the guys that, when I talk to people that's associated with these guys, I never hear anything negative about, man. Everything in trust is authentic. Let's talk. There we go. Let's just talk about that. Everything in trust is all fucking authentic. That's off limits. You get smoked the fuck out talking talking bad shit about trust to me. Trust that. That's family. Everything yeah. over there that got the trust brand, you know. Um, I've, interviewed, I've interviewed Rashid, Spech, Shay, fam. Ransom, all fam. I fuck with every last every last member of the trust family. You know, um, uh, you, get, you get moose flea, yet? Flea. You get moose yet? Uh, not, I haven't got moose, man. I, you know what? Let me say this. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna now. Please moose, do. My nigga. Please do this. Let me say this. Let me give my my moose story real quick. Cause I, you know, a lot of times, man, I'm very vocal, man. I'm, I, and I could be borderline an asshole when it comes to music. I, I listened to him, and I said, so, I said that I really wasn't feeling his music, and then I went back and listened to a project that he did with uh, Planet Asia. I went back and listened to some earlier stuff, 
And I literally got on his page, man. And I said, man, you know what? I'm going to admit this, man. I was wrong about you, brother. He, record, I said, he recorded all of those here. I said, brother, I said, man, I said, man, I was completely wrong about you, man. I definitely got to get more, uh, more into it with is, your music, but I'm, lo I'm loving what I'm hearing from this, from, from him, man. So, and, and he ended up liking, he ended up liking the post. He didn't get, he didn't, he, he you know, that way. he a real one, bro. He, he gonna, didn't get upset about what I said. Cause you know, solid niggas will never yeah. get upset at another solid niggas. Nah. Opinion. What the fuck? Nah, he, like, he ended up, he ended, he ended up liking the post, man. So I, I always say, man, when I get the opportunity, I would love to interview. I never got back to that, but, um, yeah, man, I would love to have Moose on, man. I, I really like his music, man, and, and I'm I'm gonna say it again. Hey, Moose, let's we, we need to do something. We need to do something, man, because you got some heat, bro. You got some heat. And uh, yeah, the whole BSF, everything over there, authentic. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Chopped it up with Rick High before. I met uh, Benny, uh, met Conway, never met Wes um, before. But uh, yeah, yeah, I never met Wes or Con either, but. If they anything like Benny and Benny, Benny is about as real as you can get in the, in the game, man. Yeah, he is. He's a solid human being. I mean, for for for, 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 for him to have the, the level of success and, and the way he move and same thing with Special, man. I, I love these guys uh, level head, you know, having the ability to be level headed. And I say well, the same thing always, about you, man. You can always I, tell which one of the rappers was cool before rap. Exactly. I guess exactly. a lot of niggas who got cool after rap. After rap. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that, man. And what they, I can say that about you as well, man, because, again, you have worked with everybody, brother. Let's, let me say this again. This brother has worked with everybody. He is... He, he, you have you have had compliments from Jay Z to Kanye West to Pharrell. Um, you have worked with artists from Big Crit, Killer Kalyon. Um, I can go on and on, man. So if you really wanted to, you can really talk your shit if you want to. But I never see you do it, man. You seem to be such a genuine, authentic, and a humble guy, man. And I feel like that's what's keeping you here. And I feel like that's what's going to continue to keep you here. And be able to break through and continue to transcend through in, in this culture, man. I had to say that before I say anything else, brother. Thank you, bro. I, I appreciate it because I've been seeing that. Um, I've been seeing it start to work. Like this is like really one of the best musical years I ever had. Not I had like when the Mac and all of that came out. Um, That's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. <laughs> That's saying a lot, bro. When that came out and just I know. I remember the uh, the acceleration that came, like as people started getting interested in the music, and then when the tour, when the tour came, it was a classic. Let me say this real quick, uh, uh, Mookie, Orin, uh, you know, hey, <laughs> those are classic projects. I don't do you do you realize those are classics, bro? Yeah, those are classic. When you ever think back, like, damn, I did that, man. You ever look so back at those projects like, yo, I did that. There's people who still got that, who still got all of those projects. There's one dude who his whole shit is like just one of the joints. Yeah. Like right here, it's like he took the whole minute and a half shit that I did and just. Yeah. Yeah. That shit still that resonates, man. A lot of that music, man, all of it. It still resonates with me to the, to this day, man. It, it it's timeless. And, and oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely uh 
I've been thinking about it too, like just doing a, a reprint of all of that shit, just a limited run. Any of it is on vinyl? You got any vinyls of those? Nah, that's what I was oh. thinking, like doing vinyls and tapes of all of the of everything. Cause this bro. coin, bro, this coin, I want people to have the ability to buy the whole catalog for one coin. I need those on vinyl. I'm a huge vinyl collector, man. I need those early projects on vinyl, man. I'm gonna start working on that. That actually will be hard. Please do, brother. Please do. Please do. Cause those those are some classics. Not saying that the news could the new stuff. And talk speaking about this new stuff, man. Talk about this uh what would you do to win song, man? I've been listening. That's that shit been on repeat, man. I, I listen to that a lot when I work out, man. What what inspired that song right there? Because to me, you talking about a brother just getting in his bag, just really showing off. Hey, and we could go on about a lot of these songs, man. But that one right there, I love that track, man. What inspired that 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 particular song, man? I love it. I love it. I was um, I was in a uh. Not a, but I was in a dark place in my life, and I, I had to ask myself that question. Mm. And it was a question that you know what I'm saying. I had to realize it was a, it was, it gave me the ability to sit in my place where I was at because I realized what I, what would you do to win? Because the question mm. really was, really the the statement that I said was, you know what I'm saying, th- what I wouldn't do to win. You, you dig me and it was yeah. like sometimes you look at people in first place and i told this i was arguing with my little brother about it it turned into a song i was like you know <clears throat> you look at somebody in first place and be like they cheated they don't deserve that right but really they just wanted it more than you like you ain't want it bad enough to cheat definitely you understand what i'm to, saying definitely and another way to look at it definitely super way and so i don't want it that bad if i gotta cheat to get it i don't want it that bad i want it the way i want it i want to get it fair and square i just started adopting that philosophy man the past couple of years man so, so if, like, if somebody cheats and takes it from me then it just wasn't my turn i'm gonna still get it right you guys dress i agree i agree i feel the same way you know i sometimes look at other platforms and i'm like damn i know i have you know, I know I, I know I have the knowledge of the game and of music, and but I'm like, I, if I can't do it on my own terms, I don't want it, you know, because I'm doing pretty, you know, I have a pretty good life, but yeah, I want to do it on my terms, you know, so I don't want to, if I have to sell out, or I don't even like, I don't even want to say that, that term sell out, but if I, if I have to go be something that's, that's not of my moral fiber, my moral character, it's really not worth it. And that's one of the things that I respect about you. You know, you've, you've, you know, you stay consistent. Yeah. I'm only going to buy into shit. I believe in, I'm only going to subscribe to some shit that, you know what I'm saying? That I can definitely fight for. If mm-hmm. I can't, then I can't. No doubt. No doubt. Well, look, Mookie, man, we've been chopping it up for about damn near two hours, man. This has been <laughs> a great conversation, man. I would love to be able to talk with you more and and hopefully man we, we i would get the opportunity man but thank you so much for being on the bridge in the generation podcast man this has been an honor for me brother Otto, thank you for having me on the bridge in the generation podcast malak i really appreciate the time that we spent you allowing me to just you know what i'm saying yeah tell my story and uh bridge the generation of what i got going on and just yeah. start like you know filling in these spots because i know i've been 
I know we ain't going nowhere no more though. No more. <laughs> well, look, man. Before we get out of here, man, plug the your Instagram tag, which uh, Twitter, um, you know, uh, merch. What you got going on musically? Everything you see, the name, everything is penguin. Everything is the name. Just at Orange Juice Jones, ah, uh-uh, right here. Mm-hmm. Just going to add sign in front of it. And then Chris, come on. I need my male oh, model. Oh yeah, dot shop. No, come show him. Oh yeah. I'm be a male model real quick. Yeah, talk about this. Talk about this yeah. merch. See, this this is new. I didn't know nothing about this one, and I follow yeah. you. Oh, so Esclave is uh is the label from Europe that uh, funds our our operation. Okay. And, uh, basically, uh, what what we have going on here is we have our uh, our merch, which is basically uh all of our tapes, and we have vinyl in the works. We're just pre-ordering them. And, uh, you know, Juice has a new cream coming out of Clay Mask, uh, exfoliating cream, as well as the pin sets uh, that we. uh... Now, introduce yourself uh, real quick, you know, before we get out of here. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Yes. Before we get up out of here, man, because, you know, I I got a chance to meet you earlier. What's your name, brother? Yeah, I'm Chris. I go by Chris Chris Pinset. And your association with Mookie is. All right. So, uh, so basically, I I, I produce uh, music with uh, Juice. Uh, a lot okay. of the music that you hear, we do here. Uh, you know, okay. this do guy does myself. every beat on the new joints. This is my partner in Ron. This this guy does all of the beats. But yeah, right I here. do beats. Okay. Uh, okay. Sure. Well, yeah, if you hear the Slave album, uh, the What Would You Do to Win? Or- That's you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. I was just telling Mook how much I love that yeah. song and that, that that album, man. Oh. Yeah, we we have a, a great facility, and we uh, you know, we provide uh, artists the, the ability to obviously produce their content and also uh, you know, do the music videos and create short films and uh, no just you know, get out, get their message out or whatever. And no uh, yeah, basically, my mom has this uh, recording studio here, and uh, that's what we're doing. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, we're just uh, putting out content, as you can see, under the brand Esclave, which basically is a French for slave. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, the proximity between France and Africa is very close, as you can imagine. Okay. So, uh, okay. yeah, we have okay, the Ohio man. hat. That oh, man. So dope, dope. So, so all of this is at esclave.shop. Okay. And you can find this. I don't know exactly how much this cost yet, but this is something I guess. He's dope, 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 dope. Well, look, brother, it was it was it was it was nice meeting you, man. Before we get out of here, plug your where can we find you at on Instagram? You know, oh, you uh, can find Twitter, me. social media. Yeah, where, where, I mean, you know, sometimes I'm on Juice's page, but uh, you know, I'm Chris Pinsett. You know, I just keep it government because I know everybody's watching and stuff. So got you. Got there's you. no, you know, it's a, you know, there's no nicknames or nothing like that. No uh, but yeah, shout out to Trust and BSF. The, those guys are our fam. They always come here and record, and uh, we do a lot of music with them. And uh, no and uh, of course, yeah, our, our thing is Slav Auto. You know, Juice. Uh, you know, we have uh, LDJ, uh, the King album with Benny. He just put that out. Mm. Uh, we have a lot, a, a lot of young uh, women that we also produce as well, like Angela, Ellis Doty, Goldie, Ariel. Well, I know uh, Goldie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Goldie. Okay. She's fire. She's got her thing going. She's got a new record coming out. Uh, Juice and I worked on the Golden Truffle. 
We got my man Vinny Rafa right here, actually. And let me tell you about Vinny. Vinny is basically the godfather of East Coast skateboarding. So he just came and dropped off his new line of merch that we're also going to also be debuting on Esclave.shop. So, yeah, right here. Let me show him the gold one. Yeah, let me show him. Yeah, working. Yeah, 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 working, working. Yeah, this is Vinny Rafa. So, like, so this is a Vinny Rafa. Um, who is the okay. godfather of East Coast skateboarding? And and, and let, let me let me put it to you like this. Let me show you this logo right here. You may have seen this. I don't know if you've been around, but you've seen this logo probably. And that's actually him, the man himself. Is that he's actually here hanging out with us, just to give you an idea. Like Juice and I were just hanging out. Vinny just stopped by. You know, he could just say hello real quick. And you know, and, and so you know, he'll come by, hang out with Juice What's and going I. On, you know. We'll burn hey. it, you know, and, and, and you know, he'll drop some. Welcome to the Debrisen the Generation podcast, man. Pull yeah, up. That's Vinny <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, so, you know, sometimes he'll come stop by and, uh, you know, we'll fucking learn new shit about what he's okay. got going on. You know, we going to have to we going to have to talk. Yeah, he's been talk. making skateboards for like 40 years, bro. You know what I mean? Like basically okay. I met him when I was 10 years old. Uh under yeah. the Brooklyn Bridge, you know what I'm saying? And we we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make some connections, man. Well, yeah, look, I'm, four, I'm 40, 44 now, so you okay. know what I'm saying. Okay. Well, so, look, brother, it, it was it was it was it was an honor meeting you, man. Let me let me let, let's let's go ahead and get it out of here, man. Thank you one more time, man. Yes. The Bless. one, the only Mookie Jones, man. We love you, brother. Thanks for stopping yes. by. I look forward uh, to great things from you guys, man. Y'all, y'all take care and enjoy the rest of y'all weekend. Yeah, thank you, man. Have a good thank time. Thank you for having us. Don't man. smoke too much. <laughs> Definitely don't drink any alcohol. It's not good. No doubt. Me. No doubt. Y'all stay up. Uh, take care. Bless, brother. All right. All right. All right. Peace.